0: Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. Every once in a while, you meet a person whose passion and profession have collided, and they're operating in their sweet spot. It's a really cool experience. I had that, just that privilege when I was introduced through a mutual friend to Mrs. Anelia Harris. It was over New Year's Day dinner. We were having great food and wonderful conversation. It was during this conversation that we both realized we had a common perspective, but coming from very different backgrounds. Hers is in finance, mine is in medicine. It was during this conversation Mrs. Harris made a statement that caught my attention, actually grabbed me. She said, you know, your financial health is very much correlated with your biological health. That's when I had my aha moment. We gotta sit down with the community. Mrs. Harris brings over 20 years of experience in the financial and accounting industry. She's worked with such firms as Merrill Lynch, Edward Jones Investments, price waterhouse coopers and the nasdaq stock market. She currently sits on the cnbc financial advisor council. And ladies, she hosts a blog post called Finance and Stilettos. You should go check it out. We had a wonderful conversation connecting these dots so that we could get a whole picture. So I invite you now, grab a pen and paper because you give some great tips. Let's sit down. Let's have this conversation. Let's connect these dots. Let's get some straight talk. Welcome to House Call with Dr. Mack, where you get a real doc with straight talk for the whole you. Today, I'm sitting in a warm office in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, with Mrs. Anelia Harris of Harrison Harris Wealth Management Company. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So I know my listeners are going to sit and say, wealth, health, how did we get here? <laughs> but as is... It seems to be happening is that as I'm out making connections and talking with people, um, we get a chance to see that there are some similarities or that we actually have some similar outlooks. Mm -hmm. And we met over New Year's at a mutual friend's home. And through our conversation, just sitting around at the table having some great food. Exactly. We were. (laughs) We realized that both of us realized there's a connection between your health and your wealth. And you actually made that statement, which made my brain start ticking and say, we got to sit down. Okay. (laughs) You made a statement that said your financial health Mm -hmm. is directly related or correlated to your biological health. Yes. And when you said that, I said, she gets it. We've got to sit down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've got to sit down and have a conversation. And so what I want is to expose the community to your vast knowledge and have us start, maybe even a series of conversations, hint, hint, Okay. <laughs> through um, the community. And so we're going to just start this conversation on health and wealth management and how it actually interacts with our health even. Okay. Okay. So I want to start by getting into your background. Okay. Can you tell us how you even got that spark to pursue the financial area in life to help people with their finances?
1: Well, I would say that it started in college. And when I was in college, I was on a quest of trying to learn as much as I could about finance. Hmm. So it was personal to me. Okay. And the more that I began to research the area of finance and more so personal finance, I just wanted to be, get a better handle of how to handle my money hmm. once I graduated from college. And this ties back to my grandmother and seeing um, her struggles with money management, and I wanted to have a better handle of my money once I graduated from college. I just began on this quest of reading a lot of magazines. Money magazine was one in particular that I took to and I read on a monthly basis. I actually paid money to buy money. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Because for me, it was worth it. And as I was reading the magazine, one of the things that was key for me was understanding that I didn't know everything that I was reading about. Hmm. I didn't, and I accepted that. And I, and I recognized that the more I continued to read it and the more that I studied, the better I was going to, the better, um, the more my knowledge was going to build in that area. Okay. And so I didn't give up just because I didn't know. I just accepted mm-hmm. the fact that there were things that I wasn't going to know. But the more that I exposed myself to this information, the more it's going to begin to make sense to me. There you go. So that began my quest on, becoming um, a financial planner because from reading all of those magazines, um, not just Money Magazine, but I also read Black Enterprise mm-hmm. as well, and I decided that um, there was a feature in Black Enterprise that talked about or shared what were the different uh, opportunities from a professional perspective that I could go into and finance. Really? Yes. Yes. And when I read that article, I became very fascinated, said, oh, I really could do this Hmm. as a career. And it gave you all the different options on how you can get into the field and how you could work in the field in the different capacities. So I wrote it down. I used to keep a journal of my life back then. And I wrote that down that I wanted to help people with their money. Now, when I graduated from college, I didn't go immediately into the field because I had a job. I came out during a recession, so I took my job, and it was with the federal government. Okay. And for me, I feel this is part of my work, my life work.
0: Wow. So you're starting to realize that you have a gift. Mm -hmm. You have a, a gift and a passion to help people with their finances. Yes. To help them understand that. Money is a tool mm-hmm. that we need to use it very judiciously. We need to use it smart. Um, yes. That we really do need to be intentional with what we do. Yes, and that was part of our conversation that we had um, at our friend's house. Is mm-hmm. that you really teach people how to be intentional mm-hmm. with with their finances? And as we were talking, you also shared that one of the special places in your heart is with women. It is. And their money.
1: It is. Well, I grew up with my grandmother, and the struggle of seeing her go through the changes she went through when she couldn't pay her bills mm-hmm. was something that resonated with me. And when I worked in the, with the larger firms in the financial industry, the focus wasn't there for women. And I am a woman. Mm -hmm. And I felt that I needed to be in a space where I could help people who were like me, Hmm. professional women, who uh, are good at what they do, but this aspect of their life maybe is something that they want to pass off to someone else to help them with. Okay. um, they they don't know because yeah. they're busy doing what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they don't have the time. It's not that they cannot grasp it because this is not rocket science, but you just need guidance. So when mm-hmm. I look at my relationship with my clients, I look at it as though I am part of their personal board of directors. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I like so that. I am there as someone that you tap into to help guide you through different aspects of your life because money is not just about the money and mm-hmm. how I'm going to spend it, but it's really about how you want to live your life. And so one of the key things that's important for me to understand when I'm working with my clients is what's what's their life vision?
0: Hmm. So explain
1: that. Okay. Explain so, that. Uh, we're talking about your life vision, and I did this with myself, so it's not something that I haven't done with myself. So when people have a place that they are striving towards and it's very clear for them, mm-hmm. then everything else that needs to happen in order for them to get to that goal becomes very very apparent to them that oh I need to cut this out. Oh, I need to make this change here. But when you're just saying, okay, I just need to put aside money for retirement and there's no vision attached to it, then it's almost like you're you you really are are not in tune with what that looks like so having a vision and your financial planner understanding what that vision is can help them and help you to get to those goals because then you're striving for something that's more concrete
0: so you're saying if we know our destination Mm -hmm. we can plug in the gps coordinates and we can see the road map how to get there exactly wow that that's a key point When we start tying it back into our health, Mm -hmm. because you talked about seeing your grandmother Mm -hmm. and the challenges she went through when she couldn't pay her bills. Yes. We know that when you're stressed, there are certain hormones that go up in your body. Mm -hmm. There's the stress hormone. Cortisol Mm -hmm. is one of the big ones. And cortisol, when you have this cortisol dumping into your system, your blood pressure goes up. Your heart rate goes up. You don't get proper rest. Mm -hmm. So then what starts happening, you start breaking down. You start feeling Mm -hmm. fatigued. You start feeling tired. You start having that foggy brain. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not clear. You can't figure out the path to take. Right. So when you made that statement, your financial health Mm -hmm. is really connected to your biological health, that's when it clicked for me. Yes. Because when
1: you... Okay, so let's go back to wh- what I saw with my grandmother. When I watched my grandmother um, go through the challenges of having to manage the household finances, because at, some, at a point in my grandmother and grandfather's relationship, my grandfather made a decision that he was no longer going to work. So it, the financial responsibility mm-hmm. fell completely into her lap.
0: Wow. She had to
1: take the helm and then move forward with mm-hmm. taking care of her household. Wow. For others, it could be um, your husband dies suddenly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, uh, uh, statistics that I share is that the average age of a widow is 55. What? Yes.
0: That's young.
1: Yes. So at some point in your life, you will be handling the finances as wow. a woman. Wow.
0: So let's, this is a great transition, you know, we're coming down to the end of February, Mm -hmm. it's been the love month, Mm -hmm. you know, we've dined on chocolate, we've had, what are those Oreos, the red velvet Oreos Mm -hmm. that came out, Mm -hmm. we've had cupcakes, we've sipped on some champagne or sparkling cider, and now it's time to bring our feet back down on the ground. Mm -hmm. So how can you help us bring our feet back on the ground? And help us to start down this road and get a clear vision of where we need to go.
1: Okay, so one of the things that, like I said, going back to having a keen idea of what that vision is for you. And for each person is very different. Mm -hmm. And that's all about your life. So Mm -hmm. I really look at um, the financial planning process more so as life planning okay okay so it's not just about the money but it's also about um health issues Mm -hmm. it's also looking at your health yes looking at your your aspirations professionally wow it's looking at your household it's looking at the whole complete picture of who you are as a Mm -hmm. person the money is just the gas to get you where you need to go wow I like that okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, for me, it's always starting there. The first thing is coming is understanding the vision. That's okay. the first thing. Um, from the, then specify specific goals. Okay. You can identify specific goals that are key to you getting to where you want to go. Okay. So, for, most people say their goals are, uh, can be, um, oh, I know that I want to transition out of my current career and do something else. Mm-hmm. And that's what my retirement looks like for me. Okay, and that may be. um, I was doing. I was in this profession uh, for thirty years, and now I actually realize that I have a passion to do something else. Okay, and so my transition in retirement is really me transitioning my focus of where I want to put my energy. Okay, Um, for me, uh, I'm going to use what minds are, so that so people can kind of understand it more clearly. So for me, I have this whole big thing about legacy. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so one mm-hmm. of my legacies is with my family. Yes. The other legacy is about what I'm going to lead to my community because mm. that's very key for me yes okay so it's not just about oh i just want to accumulate uh, a set amount of assets so i can just pass along you know this money to her is assets on to her is very important to me so i actually want to control from the grave so that's why trust is important (laughs) i hear you so controlling from the grave i get to you know um control when she gets access to certain assets that we Mm. have okay and My community is being able to have a foundation in place where I'm doing financial education programs for lesser income women. Mm -hmm. Because we all need Mm -hmm. the financial education. It's not being taught in school. Exactly. And if you don't get it at home, you're making a lot of mistakes. And a lot of times with women, we can get caught in just repeating the same habits because we don't know how to make a change.
0: That's it. Which,
1: again, affects your health. It does. So I feel it's very important to have the educational piece there because we all need to have... Because the finance industry is constantly changing. Okay. And uh, But the basics of personal financial management pretty much doesn't hmm. when you think about it. I mean, you still need to come up with... Um, Your spending plan. And Mm -hmm. I like calling it that as opposed to a budget. It's a spending plan. I like that. Okay.
0: Okay. I like that's a new term.
1: I'm going to use that. Okay. So coming up with your spending plan. Yes. Okay. And then coming up with understanding what your spending plan and that's your parameters as to what you can and cannot spend. Keep talking. Okay. Keep talking. So when you come up with those parameters, um, then you tie those back to the goals and the vision. See, all of this stuff is all interconnected. Yes. And so when you understand the vision, then you come up with the specific goals, then the spending plan becomes very clear to you. Because yes. then you're like, okay, I am I I want those pair of shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But when I look at, go Ouch. back to the goals and the vision. Are you stepping on my toes? <laughs> now, I'm not saying that you don't enjoy no, life yes, because yes. you should. There yes. needs to be a balance between the future and now. Right. Because you right. may not see the future. Okay. So you exactly. have to have a balance exactly. there. Exactly. But I don't feel that my role as um, a partner with you is to tell you what you cannot spend.
0: Yes. But I love how you're you're framing this, mm-hmm. that you're actually empowering the person to be in control right. and not be reactive. Exactly. So go ahead with your analogy. Okay. Now you, you have your spending plan. Right.
1: And so then, it, like I said, it becomes very clear as to what you will spend on and what you will not spend mm-hmm. on. So, mm-hmm. if you know that okay, I have this pot of money set aside and it's supposed to cover this aspect of my personal life, mm-hmm. then when something just pops up, you are it's easier for you to say no because it's not in my spending plan. The parameters of my spending plan. I
0: love it. Okay. I love it. So
1: I I think that my, that's why I said my role is to be a guide. Okay. Okay. And I feel that the choices of whether or not you should use money here or there, like I'm giving you, you know, all these different scenarios for you Mm -hmm. to consider based Mm -hmm. on what you're telling me. Mm -hmm. And then you say, oh, I see what you're saying. And then it becomes... Aha moment, yes, and it becomes clear to you. And it's not like your mom or your dad telling you you shouldn't do this, but mm-hmm. it becomes um, obvious to you that because I'm trying to get here, these are the sacrifices that I need to make in order to get there.
0: Wow, this is this is where I call connecting your dots. Mm-hmm. So you now have a clear picture, mm-hmm. and you can now say, like you said, okay, this is my aha moment, and I feel like I'm in control, exactly, and not reactive, exactly. At all. exactly so you you hit on one aspect of where a woman might be um have to take over the financial helm as a widow or mm-hmm. even single before married mm-hmm. or whatever let's talk about something that a lot of people don't like to talk about let's talk about divorce yes what happens then
1: well that's another situation where you have to take over the helm as well and i would say if you know that divorce let's say you 're not divorcing you're in the, you're con- contemplating a mm-hmm. divorce. one of the things that women have to do is definitely separate the emotion aspect of mm. going through the divorce because you can make decisions that can hurt you financially because you're emotional mm. so you really do need to have a partner with you um, and I would say a, a financial planner with you to help you kind of filter through the the financial aspects of going through a divorce, okay, and making sure that you're capturing everything that has occurred in the marriage and and ensuring that it is um, split fairly, okay, okay. So that's looking at real, yeah. So you have to look at you know if he if you were the caretaker, Mm -hmm. you know you took you stayed you were a stay at home parent and. You, your spouse was the primary breadwinner and so the assets that was accumulated was pretty primarily in his 401k or his pension. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to make sure that you're looking at all of that before you sign off on documentation.
0: Good point. Okay. Look
1: at it. You want to make sure that you look at all the benefits that he had. Or and actually, is that you all had because Mm -hmm. you allowed him to uh, gave him the freedom to you know build this great career, Mm -hmm. and you took care of the the, the household. I mean that you you didn't get a paycheck, but you were a valued member of the household. That's right. And so when you're definitely looking at the components of what your spouse accumulated on on his job, you just want to make sure you're looking at all of the things that was. That he that occurred within his retirement package. Okay. 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 He could have got. He may have stock options mm. because he was an executive. You want to look at that. Wow. So it's a, it's 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 really digging into um, different aspects. Uh, another thing is is that you can look at the insurance because you probably have insurance on each other, and that can be a requirement. Um, get um with the divorces that the insurances stay in place. And that each, you know, that your insurance, he's the beneficiary, at least until the kids become grown. Oh, I see.
0: Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. have that in
1: the, um documented in your divorce decree wow so wow. you want to look at you know all these different things because a lot of times we just look at the house yeah and you know even when going through a divorce we have to separate the the, the house that we house mm. if you cannot mm-hmm. afford it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so you can say well this is the house that kids grew up in oh i can't uh-huh. let it go but honestly your kids will survive wherever you are because you are there
0: Because sometimes we need to leave a spot yes. to get a new perspective and a new beginning exactly. and a new release. Yes. yes. And, and if we start stepping back, and look, yes. look at ourselves as a whole person, we can start connecting these dots. Mm-hmm. And so we may need a partner. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. If you can start connecting these dots yourself, get your mastermind team, mm-hmm. your board of directors, yes. to help you with making certain transitions in life. Exactly. And you need to, if, if divorce or
1: you become a widow, there are certain people that you need to have in place. So... If you're going through a divorce, you definitely need to have that that relationship with your divorce attorney and sitting down with a um, financial planner to go through the legal aspect and then also the financial aspect. Mm-hmm. So those are two key people that you need to have in place. Okay. Um, looking at, um, and like I said, you're looking at your finances from the properties that you own, the retirement packages that are in place, to you know which include stock options, pensions, 401Ks, mm-hmm. looking at IRAs. Wow. And you just want to make sure that you're – when you're evaluating that whole package that you're looking at it from the aspect of it, you have an estate attorney in place. Okay. Okay. And you want to actually do this beforehand, but you know, you want to make sure that you have an estate attorney. Is this
0: part of when you're doing your will? Yes. And a trust. So how I mentioned Mm -hmm. about having a
1: trust. So after my daughter was born, uh, and we were trying to do this before she was born but she came early okay uh we immediately had a tr- our trust done mm-hmm. because the trust covers a it covered a lot of things so the state attorney covered for us establishing a will okay. establishing a trust um and at that time that we did it it was it, there were uh, there wasn't a lot of clarity about what was going to happen with the state taxes uh. so at that time you needed to, we needed to make sure that our assets uh, went to her the way that we wanted them to go okay and that we were um, taking advantage of the laws in place okay and maximizing how they can be used for our benefit. I like that okay So um, so we made sure that you know we had a will that we had a trust and and also that in that and a lot of people get stuck on this because you need to set a you need when you have young children you want to make sure that you have um designated a caregiver if something were to happen to you and a lot of people don't, do, Don't that. do that. And so I do not want the courts to make a decision as to who's going to raise my child.
0: That's right. That's
1: my choice.
0: That's right. Okay.
1: So that's why an estate attorney is important having these documents in place. Also, um, health directives. Yes. And power of attorney. Yes. Okay. And not just a financial power of attorney, but a health power of attorney.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: So these are all the documents that you should have in place so that if something were to happen to you, your family's not stressing as to what to do.
0: Exactly. So we're
1: kind of seeing that with um, Bobby Christina, you know, wow. because, you know, she didn't have documents in place, a living will in place.
0: Yes. And because she's over 18, mm-hmm. she needs that. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just come and say, I'm her parent. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And so
1: within the living will, you indicate what you want to happen if you're in a situation Exactly, and that's what we did. You know, we indicated all of that in our in our trust and will as to what we wanted to happen. It was a complete package. Also, we separated the the caregiver from the person who handles the money. They're not the same person.
0: And why is that?
1: It's because we wanted to create a almost like a panel in place to make a decision on as to what was best for our daughter. That's great. So, so another
0: mastermind group, you're creating another, like, board of directors for her. Mm-hmm, exactly.
1: So I I just felt that um, from a control perspective that that was a, we needed to, to have separation mm-hmm. of duties. I there. hear you. Yes. Okay, so there's yes. a group, you know, that we, we selected uh, uh, people to, who are going to, who are, who would raise her if something were to happen to my husband and I. And then we selected a different uh, group of family members to be have a handle of how the money is spent, okay. and to make sure that it's spent according to what we desire.
0: What you actually sp- uh, spelled out in mm-hmm. your legal documentation. Exactly, Zanil. Why, Zanilia? Why do you feel that in our community we don't have these conversations more often?
1: I think. People are uncomfortable having the conversation. They definitely are uncomfortable having the conversation about death.
0: Yes.
1: But I don't think that that's just in our community. Okay. I think it's, I think it's in all, all communities. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about that. But I think you do your family a disservice by not talking about it. Yes. It's not going to hurt you just to have the conversation. Right. I'm not going to go off and die tomorrow. Right. 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 But... I think in our minds, we may feel that when you have those conversations, see, it it makes it real that Mm. it can happen because we're not going to be here. Death is certain. Yes. We are going to die. Yes. So I I think that we just, it's a conversation that we're not used to having. And it brings the reality to us that the person that we care about is not going to be here. And we don't want to deal with that. So we avoid it. Which is not good for no. your health either. No. I'd rather have a plan in place.
0: Yes, yes. And
1: work, and even though there may be little nuances to the plan that I might have to adjust, but at least I have a guideline as to where I'm trying, what I need to do. Exactly. And I think that, that that makes that situation, especially when you're going through losing someone that you care about, mm-hmm. if you have no guidance as to what you want them to do, Can you imagine the stress that comes with, I don't know how they want us to bury them. Right. I don't know where they want us to bury Uh them. uh I don't know, you know, what. Finances are in place. Yes. Are there finances Finance, right, in place? Right, right, right. So when, you're, when your family has a plan and they know where the plan is, so it's, it's not good just to have a plan and no one knows where it is. You need to tell people where the plan <laughs> thank is. Thank you, thank um, you. <laughs> I, it makes it an easier transition for them to then do what you have specified
0: and mm-hmm. then deal with their grieving. Our health. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to muddle through mud. Yes. You're gonna wait get weighed down more. Yes. And then you have more stress. Exactly. And and then you start making decisions emotionally exactly that are not exactly wow. I we're having such a great conversation. I'm looking <laughs> at our time and I'm trying to squeeze a couple more things in. But I wanted us to touch on you you made a point about the average age of a widow is fifty five. Mm-hmm. That's very young. Yes. We're also living longer. Yes. We have to realize that. Yes. You know, so so we know the roadmap to go. Exactly. And again, going back to our health. So how are we going to live? How is that going to be financed? Exactly. Those are all things that we need to start talking about. Yes, we do. Because looking at
1: long-term care, which is an insurance that, uh, you know, it's... One of those insurances that um, is definitely needed because we're living older, mm-hmm. but a lot of insurance companies are getting out of that business because mm. it's expensive. Mm. Because more than likely you're going to have to tap into right, it. Right, okay. right. So uh, when you look at long-term care, there's a, a, like a age gap or age uh, parameter that you should really um, gauge for when to purchase it because it's okay. expensive. Okay. It's an expensive insurance, mm-hmm. uh, and I try to look at my clients and inform them that they need to look at it, look at it probably at 50 Oh. because okay. the cost is low,
0: okay. lower,
1: and hopefully you do not have a lot of medical issues because uh, all I of see. those things yes, plays into, into mm-hmm. your um, just like insurance your regular. Program. Insurance, Insurance, right, life insurance, exactly. Yeah, life insurance, yeah. So, and if you can get long-term care through your job, and for those who work in the federal government, um, the federal government does offer the option of actually purchasing long-term care. Oh. Okay? Okay, so it's cheaper to go through your employer if your employer offers it because you have the... Um, benefit of having a big a large group that will influence your your premium premium
0: gotcha okay
1: so um because at some point in time the longer you live you are going to have to tap into that long-term care insurance
0: absolutely absolutely um
1: and with the long-term care it's not just for nursing home care but it's also for um in-home care as well Mm
0: okay okay okay
1: so it's not just oh if i'm going into some type of nursing facility oh that's when i can tap into it no the insurance the long-term care insurance will cover in-home care
0: okay that's that's
1: i didn't know that right i I always thought it was for facilities right and then the other thing too is for people to recognize that long-term care Mm -hmm. may not be for um, an extended period of time it could be that you you fell down and you broke something mm. and so now you no longer can walk and go to the bathroom by yourself so you may actually tap into the insurance a couple of times
0: okay. for short periods of time okay that's good to know mm-hmm. that's really good to know i'm i'm looking at our times anelia and i want to squeeze one more thing okay. in okay okay um you know you actually have been able to communicate through your, to your community through several media outlets I've noticed on your page and I want you to give us that information. Okay. But I really loved, uh, there was a piece you did in the NAFE news and notes. Okay. In February of last year. Okay. And you gave five tips for the financially savvy Fastinista. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Could you, as we wrap up, this will be like your tips of okay. the day, okay.
1: If you could go through those for us, okay. So tip one: be informed before making a major decision or big transition. Okay. So this is why you have to pull away from your emotions mm-hmm. and really do some research before you make major transitions or make and or decisions am, around major transitions. And those transitions could be, you know, going through a divorce, mm-hmm. uh, the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm changing position, changing jobs actually. Okay. Because okay? Wow. you want to evaluate some things when you um, are negotiating your salary mm. or negotiating your package. Okay. Or a new position. We don't have to come back and talk about that. Okay. Um, you also want to, you're getting married. That's mm. another transition. Yes. Uh, selling of a business. Oh. Or the idea that you you plan to, this is your retirement plan, is that you, you have in mind that you are going to sell your business mm. in order to um, to fund your retirement. Okay. So those okay. are transitions that you want to make sure that before you make those decisions that you have teams in place that can help mm-hmm. guide you through those through those different transitions. Okay. The other thing is protecting your legacy. So like I said before about making sure that you have a will and a trust in place, yeah. They go hand in hand, that you have uh, health directives in place, mm-hmm. that you have a living will in place, um, that you are you ensure that in your will that you've indicated who should take care of your children if they are under 18, Mm -hmm. that you can control from the graves the monies that Mm. you have set aside in those vehicles, that they are to be given out to whomever you want when you want them to. Okay. Okay? Okay. So you want to protect your legacy. The next thing that you need to do is don't make a major decision when you're in distress. Mm. Okay, so you need to take a step back, and that kind of goes back to step one. But you want to make sure that you're, you're not making an emotional decision. yeah? Because yeah. you can make some really bad decisions when you're completely emotional and you haven't taken time to digest what this, whatever is happening in your mm-hmm. life and then going through yeah. a process to right. make sure that, okay, these are the things I need to consider and these are the decisions around these things that are happening. Okay. Uh, protect your net worth. And so there are things that you need to consider when you when you're growing these assets, you want to make sure that you are evaluating all your options when it comes <laughs> I to see your, your brain <laughs> <just sticking away. laughs> so you just want to just you want you don't want to um hurt yourself financially by just making a decision, okay. Okay, so your net worth is what you are gonna is part of your legacy that you're leaving Mm -hmm. to your family. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So Mm -hmm. in in what I wrote or provided, you know, I talked about you know Shelly Sterling, who was the co-owner of the LA Clippers, Mm -hmm. and when her husband was going through what they were gonna do about selling. The, uh, the franchise, mm-hmm. you know, she definitely talked to her financial advisors to make sure that you know she was going to be protected because this was part of the legacy that she was pa- planning to pass on to her children. Wow! So you you just you want to make sure that when when you're looking at your your financial life that you're looking at it from the proper lens or through all the different lenses because yeah. you know different. Different people that's on your personal board of directors are going to give you a different perspective. And you want to make sure that they're all talking, talking to you together with what it is that you're trying to achieve. That everybody sees your vision. Exactly. Your your final destination. Exactly. Because if you talk to one person, they can give you advice, but it may conflict with someone Mm -hmm. else, like your Mm -hmm. CPA. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that this team, oh, that was a key person that I forgot to mention. You need to make sure you have a a good CPA in place as well, because you're trying to max, you want to make sure that you're looking at your tax consequences of different transactions that you may incur. I like that. Okay. And then be open to new ideas. hmm hmm Because a lot of times when we get, you, okay, because things change, like I said, for you to um, benefit your net worth. hmm
0: That's the key. She's smiling, <laughs> y'all. She's to need to play that back, get your pens and papers, and, and drop that down. <laughs> so
1: don't be closed-minded to the ideas. But don't be um, quick. Do your own research. I think a lot of times, like I like when my clients come to me and they have done some research, mm-hmm. and because it's a different conversation. Okay. So our conversations needs to be a back and forth and not one way. We're having a discussion. I like that. I like that. So.
0: Wow, this has been so enlightening, guys. I. I can't wait till we can do video. My husband keeps saying we're moving <laughs> there. But I wish you could see when the light bulb moments went <laughs> off, when her, when it just started ticking, the wheels started turning. But I know that you can hear it through the audio. And Zanilia, we are just grateful that you sat down with our community, opened up the health, the, the wealth side of mm-hmm. our health mm-hmm. so that we can connect another dot. Can you give us how people can reach out to you or follow you or get, you know, some content from you? Sure.
1: So on Twitter, my Twitter handle is HHWealth. And on Facebook, it's Facebook.com. Then you, I think you can do a search on Harrison Harris Wealth Management. And you should be able to find me there. But you also can find me on the Zanelia Harris and on Facebook. And then you can connect to, through through that to my um, my professional page if you want to reach me by contacting me in my office you can call me at 301-218-0885 or you can email me at info at com.
0: thank you guys i just want you to take a time connect another dot we've talked about whole person care and this is just another dot that you can put and connect and see a bigger picture where you can then become an intricate team member with all of your providers and that you can help have whole person care. So again, till next time, we'll see you back in the community. Have a great one.